0: On today's episode of AI Roundup, the New York Times takes a stand and fends off the AI scraper bots. Google is crooning a new tune, and guess what? It's ready to pay the artists behind AI music. Drake, SpongeBob, Sinatra, is that really you? And why is Nao Medical, a clinic in New York City, talking about the Derek Jeter herpes tree? What's up everybody, Phil Buck, and I am back again for another installment of AI Roundup. I am so excited to be here with you, and I just want to fill you in on a few other things that have been happening on the MSP Media Network. Before we get started, in case you missed it, a new installment of Pitch It vendor spotlight happened yesterday. Make sure you check that out. The replay is available to you now. Also, just last night, a new episode of Wins and Losses following the fitness journey of Ray Orsini and Jason Slaga went live. And of course, don't forget, every Tuesday and Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, catch the MSP Dispatch. First up from Ad Week by Tricia Ostwall. On August 3rd, the New York Times updated its terms of service to prohibit the scraping of its content for the purpose of training machine learning or AI systems. This includes text, images, audio, video, metadata, and more. The revised terms also ban website crawlers used for indexing search results from utilizing the content to train AI models. Violating these terms may result in unspecified penalties. While data scraping restrictions are common in terms of service, the direct mention of AI training is a novel addition here. All right, so we actually talked about this last week that OpenAI released the ways that you can stop their crawler bot from indexing all its data on your site. And I think what we're seeing right now is Uh, over the last year, we had the kind of revelation, everyone going, wow, look at this AI, look at what it can do. This is so amazing. I think now (laughs) we're hitting the second phase of this, where people are having the, the realization that, oh, this is how it can do all this. It's training on our public information. Uh, and so I think this is a phase we're gonna be seeing for a while. Not only are you gonna be seeing these big companies pushing back, but now I think individuals are soon gonna be coming together to find ways to protect their own data, uh, like you know, Twitter posts or LinkedIn profiles, stuff like that. So I think there's a ton more of this to come uh, and an interesting first move by the New York Times here. And next up, something we've reported about in the past, You know, I had the heart on my sleeve by the Drake AI on repeat. <laughs> From Financial Times by Anna Nicolaou and Mathumita Murji, Google is in discussions with Universal Music to license artists' melodies and voices for AI-generated songs, aiming to capitalize on the rise of AI in the music industry. This technology has led to deepfake songs replicating artists like Frank Sinatra and Johnny Cash in unexpected genres. These talks aim to allow fans to legally create AI-generated tracks and compensate copyright holders. Artists would have an opt-in choice. Warner Music is also reportedly in similar discussions with Google. Okay, so this is interesting. I think everybody probably has different opinions about how much they will enjoy AI-generated music. I think for the most part, the showings uh, from <laughs> I- I- any engines making AI music are, are pretty sorry, uh, nothing to get excited about. Uh, but there are those breakthrough times and they're happening more and more. I mean, t- TikTok is totally covered up in these AI deepfakes of you know popular musicians. I think they're fascinating. I get as much enjoyment out of them as I do when I'm generating, you know, hilarious images from Mid Journey or Stable Diffusion. So I think there's a place for this stuff. But I do think when you're seeing songs going super duper viral, you're seeing, you know, the Drake song on YouTube had millions of views within hours of people posting them. And I'm talking about having them removed and people, you know, having stolen that music off the original channel and then reposting it. And those reposts were still getting millions. And so I'm certain that the people behind those channels were able to monetize that if they knew what they were doing on YouTube. So I, I think there's a place for this as well. I think people should be able to do that. But the same way, if you're going to use someone's music uh, in your video, period, if it's not AI generated, then those royalties go back to the artists. I, I think that's how this should work personally. And speaking of AI-generated nonsense uh, from time by Alana Simuels, a New York City-based urgent care clinic, Neo Medical has been flooded with bizarre and often inaccurate content seemingly generated by AI. Aimed at ranking higher on Google, the content ranges from explaining fictional medical conditions like Derek Jeter herpes (laughs) tree to promoting the benefits of consuming gingerbread Shrek Another post suggests that a color guard associated with marching bands can be an alternative to colonoscopy procedures, confusing it with ColoGuard, a colon cancer screening test. Despite the absurdity, the structure and formatting of the posts appear professional. This phenomenon is seen as an adverse outcome of AI capabilities, which instead of providing valuable information, amplifies online misinformation. SEO experts suggest NeoMedical strategy relies on AI to produce vast amounts of content targeting popular search keywords and that's exactly what's going on here we've actually seen a ton of this and it was even what led to some discussions in the past about the dead internet right well so the the, the internet is just flooded with information generated by machines you know, four machines, in some cases, the SEO crawler is the thing that's picking up on all this stuff and suggesting Nao medical to someone that goes to Google search for urgent care. Uh, you know, it is terrible. And it is one of the biggest things that we're going to have to cope with. I mean, I don't know how we get through it yet. Is it a battle of bots against bots? The AI has to regulate the AI? I, I hope so, because I do not have time to sort through all this. And knowing that people can now just boop, push a button and generate you know, just churn out tons of, of content for whether it be phishing attempts or just SEO crap all over your website, uh, it's it's not looking not looking great. But let's take a look at a more positive story about AI in the medical field. From Wired by Amit Katwala? Lab Genius, led by James Field in South London, is using AI to revolutionize the creation of medical antibodies. By automating the traditionally laborious process of antibody design, the company can quickly identify and test potential antibodies, resulting in faster, more effective treatments, and offering promising prospects for improved patient outcomes. Now, we've touched on these subjects a couple times on this show. We've talked about Meta laying off the whole uh, protein-generating aspect of their AI part of their company. Um, I've also talked to y'all about my insulin pump, which uses AI technology. Uh, We just were lamenting the downside of AI being able to generate so much content that it's impossible to sort through. Well, here's the flip side of that. This is something that, you know, a human would have to sit with for endless hours to generate all these possibilities and find out which ones work. Uh, It also reminds me of when we talked about the Cuneiform tablets. uh, How do you pronounce it? Is it Cuneiform? I don't know. Anyway, they were able to use machine learning to go through all these tablets and translate them. So again, you're seeing the potential of an AI engine to mine or generate massive amounts of data, which can result in good. And I think Maybe I just like touching on stories like these because it shows the potential. (laughs) If there's something at the heart of this show, I think what we're trying to say here is there is a machine, if you want to call it that, a box or whatever that can do these things. Uh, We're just still dealing with the fallout of all the things it can do. And speaking of the mm, bad things that AI can do, thanks to uh, Matt Fox from the MMM team for sending this LinkedIn post from Avi Duavidi on LinkedIn. Um, I actually saw a very similar post in the AI Art Universe Facebook group, which I was talking about last week. And much of the comments were similar to the reaction I had when reading about this site. Stop NCII.org or Stop Non-Consensual Intimate Image Abuse. This site is a resource to victims. I do think it's worth clarifying that this site is not strictly meant to remove AI fakes. Uh, but any image proliferating on the internet without the subject's consent. Uh, and I think it's pretty disheartening to see AI already falling into the same category of revenge porn type activities. Um, a couple things that are important to note that you need to know is that you have to upload both the original image and the altered image or the deepfake image and uh, to get this to work. And unfortunately in many cases with AI generated material, you simply won't have an original image to upload. So, I mean, while I think this site is a nice gesture uh, to be extended to victims of AI deepfakes, I don't actually think it will do the trick. I think the most disheartening thing about this is that if people are making deepfake images using AI of other people, uh, typically they have to use a, a series of images and then train a model or a lore or something on that person. Uh, there's you know, all kinds of lores of celebrities that you can find uh, on the popular AI model sites. Uh, it's a little... It's it's a lot more disgusting when you think about this just happening to a regular person that doesn't have any celebrity or, you know, fame. And unfortunately, for our last story in the big picture segment of the day, we're going to be continuing the AI Ick. And we're talking about a video essay, How AI Image Generators Make Bias Worse. And this came my way thanks to Logan Ludwigke of the MMM team. Uh, in the video essay, we see the pitfalls of representation harm, highlighted by a BuzzFeed article that used Midjourney to create different Barbies for countries all over the world. The video itself is pretty well made with images from Midjourney itself that have been animated using the DID avatar animation software, which we've experimented with on this show in an earlier episode. Uh, But some of the worst examples of the biases in the Buzzfeed article, which apparently has been deleted, (laughs) are a majority of Latin American based Barbies. They are all very light skinned. Uh, A German Barbie is wearing what looks like a Nazi uniform and an African Barbie is holding a rifle. I don't know. This is, you know, this is something we've talked about a lot on the show. Um and again, we just talked about it on the previous story where you've got the box, the data goes in, the data comes out. It's pretty impressive that can do that. Uh, a lot of this has to do <laughs> with the original biases already existing in the world. Now we're feeding all these things, these experiment, these experiences, this data from real world stuff, and, and letting a machine, you know, train on it. So it's it's essentially amplifying this stuff. Um, I won't go into the deepest aspects of the video essay because I think it's worth. Uh, checking out yourself but I do think it's funny how simple something as hey let's make Barbies from all around the world highlight mid-journey you know one of the most popular and probably in my opinion one of the best working image generation uh, engines out there is full of these biases and uh, you know I tried to find if I could replicate some I didn't try very hard because it just like I said it kind of gives me the ick to try (laughs) to prompt the mid-journey engine to do this but I did uh, get the image from behind me from prompting a group of problematic Barbies. And, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe they are. Are these are these Barbies problematic to you? I, uh, I'll i let you take what you will from that. All right, y'all, I was going to skip over the use case for today, and I, I pretty much am going to skip over it, but I did want to hit on something I think is a great example of a real-world AI use case. I use ChatGPT to uh, help me summarize my articles. I use Midjourney to help me generate the graphics that go behind me and on the top of the show. And I gotta say, mid-journey was really struggling today. Um, I think I checked the status channel on their Discord and it said that they were upgrading their GPU clusters or something like that. It sounds like in the end, it'll be a great thing. But for today, I had to prompt it, you know, three, four times to get the results for each of the images that you're seeing behind me. And I just think this goes to show that, you know, obviously before AI existed, I would have had a different workflow. I would have been in Photoshop. I would have been Google searching for, you know, creative common graphics that I could use for the show. Uh, and you know, at this current time, mid journey really streamlines that process. Now it's yet to be seen if the legal ramifications that are to come are going to change the way that we need to do our workflow. but. I can say more than ever, all the articles that we cover on this show, as well as uh, MSP dispatch, I notice more and more the cover image for the articles is made by mid journey. Sometimes I can spot it just because I know the art style. Sometimes they're actually listing that information right underneath the graphic. And I think that's great. I think that's what they should be doing. Um, but yeah, if you're using AI in your workflow, I'd love to hear about it. You know, it, have you run into the pitfalls for when, there's an outage for Midjourney or ChatGPT. Are you suddenly now having to completely reroute your day's work because you were depending on it? Sound off in the MMM Discord. I would love to hear from you. All right, everybody, that's it for our AI Roundup for today. Be sure to follow us on social media at MSP Media TV. If you have any questions, please email us at news at MSP media TV, Or you can leave us a voicemail at 833 MSP Network. All right, y'all, I'm Phil Buck, and this has been your August 16th episode of AI Roundup. I'll see you next time. This has been a broadcast of the MSP Media Network.